So Trevor's pretty simple how we're going to do it. It's just a conversation style uh, interview. We'll listen to a few of your songs and uh, we'll just talk. Yeah, that's awesome. That sounds really cool. I um I listened to a few of the episodes. Uh, I know we've been in email back and forth for a couple months. Um, listened to a few of the episodes and I'm really impressed. Like it's it's a really cool thing that you're doing. So I uh, appreciate the opportunity with this. It's pretty neat. Of course, and of course, I, I like doing that. I mean, that's kind of as you as you heard, I'm. I'm a songwriter too. So I, I like to, to help where I can. And I always right. do this yeah. for, it started as a North Georgia kind of thing. Cause I didn't know if anybody would want to come sit down and talk with me. And then it just kind of blew up into uh, <laughs> everywhere. So I was like, cool. So you ready to roll? Ready to roll. Let's do uh, it. Yeah. All right. Great. Everybody, this is Georgia Songbird. And we're here with Trevor James, a singer songwriter out of Pennsylvania, right? Pennsylvania. Yep. Northeast. Pennsylvania. Um, if anybody's familiar with the show, The Office, I'm right by um, the city of Scranton, where that takes place. So that's uh, that's my claim to fame here. See, I've, I've watched like maybe a few episodes. I, I know everybody says watch The Office; it's hilarious. It, it, <laughs> it takes a while to get going, but they said one is is funny. And so I'm like on a third, I think the third or fourth episode of the first season. I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's people I know. It's like you love it or you hate it. Like it's. It's a specific type of humor for sure. Um, so I don't, I don't really blame people that don't find it funny. It's a little bit dry, but I am, I am a fan myself. So I'm, I get it though. I get it. Well, I'm going to give it a chance. I like Steve Carell anyway. It's just, I'm not used to seeing him that stupid. <laughs> he's great. Oh man. Yeah. He's, it's so funny. Cause like there's people who just know him from that, but it sounds like, you know, him from like me, like from other things, even before, like way before the office around the same time, movies, you know, other things. Yeah, my my wife loves his movies, so we watched like I wrote a song from one of his movies, Dan in Real Life. I don't know if you've seen that. Oh, one. my my parents were watching it like years ago, and I caught parts of it. I've never seen the full thing though. Yeah, the, there's a, a part in there because he's got he's raising his daughters by himself, and he's like trying to break up their boyfriend stuff. And he goes, "You're a murderer of love," and I loved the line so much. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna write a song called "Murderer of Love." Has nothing to do oh, with the movie, awesome. but the the line was so good. <laughs> Sometimes that's all it takes. It's that's funny how one one thing can kind of stick out and then you just run with it. That's that's what I love about like music and songwriting in general. It's really cool. Now, how long have you been writing songs, Trevor? So as far as the actual writing songs, so I actually started um playing like guitar. Like my family actually um or they're all kind of like into music. Like my mom played piano growing up and my dad played drums. So I had, I was like blessed to have instruments around um, in my house kind of growing up. So there was always music, um, but around like middle school or so, I actually mostly to impress like the girls I wanted to try and pick up a guitar. So I asked my, my parents for a little guitar for my birthday. And um, like a lot of younger kids and teenagers, like I got bored of it pretty quickly, but then picked it back up and some of my friends started getting into music too. And then we all started, you know, forming like a little school rock band. Um, we ended up actually getting like decent, decently big for like our, our, our school anyway, and actually mm -hmm. getting to play a couple of shows locally. And then, um, and then what happened? I think after that, my, everybody kind of went off to college, my friends and everybody went to like different States for, for school and everything. And then I was always still into music, but it wasn't until maybe about 20, I think 2018 2019 late late 2018 um when i started to try and get back into music but this time do it like 
solo songwriter type stuff. And that's when I really started um, trying to pursue it more seriously. Because beforehand, I didn't mention, but I was just like the guitarist, like the lead guitarist. I didn't do any vocals, any singing. I didn't really do any songwriting then either. So really wasn't until, I guess, four or five years ago, five, four, five, six years ago now, um, that I started to try and really like write and practice singing and practice like more acoustic stuff. I was doing, I used to do, you know, like like a rock band, more electric guitar stuff. Um, so yeah, it's been about four, five, six years. Now, did you, did you say you were in the school of rock? <laughs> it wasn't like the actual, like that movie, the Jack Black movie. <laughs> right, no, like the, they have their schools. Like, I know they got some in Georgia, so you actually were part of the school of rock, the actual school. Oh, no, 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 that would be, uh, I didn't realize it was an actual thing. No, it was just more of like a, a typical like rock band that people start in high school. That's all I meant, just oh, okay, just like a, a yeah, yep. Yeah, because my uh, my guitarist he moved to Texas, but he was uh, he worked at the School of Rock here in Georgia. They have like a couple of different schools all throughout the throughout the state, and I know it started as Jack, the Jack Black movie, but that's that was pretty cool. I was like, oh okay, because what, what is that? Is, is that what it is? Like, yeah, what is the School of Rock? Okay, this is the first time I'm actually hearing that this is a real thing. Yeah, it's a. I haven't looked into the all the specifics of it, but what I know that they do is it's a place where they bring, I think, kids like in high school usually, because I haven't seen any like adult versions. They may be, but it's kids like like when you're go to like the YMCA or something after school, it gives you something to do. So they take and they do all these classes and they and they have to try out for these bands, oh. and then they actually let them tour and they'll play like local venues and maybe something like around the states. You know, like the we went to one. Wow in atlanta and they were out of alpharetta and nashville so they kind of put them together but it, it looks so cool and I'm, I'm like man i wish they had stuff like this when i was younger because i'm 45 years wow. old it's, i can't do that stuff i'd love to do it it could be fun but <laughs> they give yeah. them actual real world play playing experience and they're playing at these dive bars and they're playing at venues and it, it just sounds so cool what the heck wow i'm, I'm jealous yeah i would have loved same with you. My um, I went to like a pretty small, like real rural town, cornfields, farm, mm -hmm. farmers and hunters and everything. And we didn't, uh, it wasn't awesome to have something like that. Um, yeah, we know we just, <laughs> we had to do everything kind of on our own and very, like very haphazardly makeshift kind of like, Hey, let's, let's go ask these people if we can play at like their grad party or let's go, you know, like <laughs> nothing organized really. It was just like any little uh, shows or, chances we can get to perform we, we kind of have to do it that way but that that's that's really cool i didn't know that was a thing yeah and we like i said we went to the one here they had a uh, one at smith's old bar and i've told a story a couple times but they were awesome i mean the, the band itself was so great but the sound guy there that smith had was just horrible he just turned everything wide <laughs> open in a little room i'm oh, like wow. dude it was like by the end of the night it was squealing in my ear and i I, I'm not kidding. I could not hear for like three days afterwards. <laughs> it was so bad. I was like, I've I've never had that kind of problem. I'm hard of hearing anyway. So to do that, I mean, when I was when I was younger, yeah. I had a because I loved swimming as a kid. So I had a uh, get the water built up in my ear, and it busted my eardrum. And my mom, when when she was alive, oh. and I was a kid, she would clean my ears with peroxide. So I'd lay down on my side, and she put peroxide in my ears, and let the stuff yeah. bubble up and she did that and pus started coming out of my ear 
And she goes, uh, we may to take you to the doctor. So we went to the doctor and he said, yeah, he said, if you'd waited much longer, he'd have been deaf out of that ear. Cause I had a oh, hole wow. that bust, it just busted my eardrum and I, it's hard, I'm hard of hearing out of, I can hear, but it's, it's kind of muffled. But even at that venue, it, I you mean, you get surgery. No. How did they, what did they have to do to, um, when, when they brought you in, so you didn't lose your, well, what they gave me, uh, he said, is there's some kind of drops I had to put in my ear and I had to co- oh. keep it covered with cotton for like two weeks, three weeks. I don't even remember now, uh, but I couldn't get it wet. So oh. when I took my shower, I had to kind of like cover it up um, and I just had to keep putting the stuff. It helped help it grow back. So I guess it's probably like scar tissue. That's probably why I'm hard of hearing oh. out of it. But that's that's all they did. I mean, I, I'm like, luckily, I didn't have it completely busted where they had to go in there and repair it. But he said, yeah, if you waited much longer, he went deaf. Wow, that's kind of crazy that you're into like you you do music just for someone who actually has hearing problems. You don't you don't hear that too much. You don't hear that come up too much for somebody who has yep. trouble hearing. <laughs> it's <into music. laughs> Usually, it's after you've been playing for years that you have trouble hearing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> And it's funny when you said like that, because I, I didn't realize this, but when I was, I'm in the studio and I know some people like they put like the one headphone on and one headphone off. Yeah. Well, yeah. The way you're supposed to do it, they said is musically you, that's why that you leave your left earphone on because that's where your brain kind of interprets the music. And then the right side is just oh, more for, for you. So you can hear well, because I'm hard of hearing, I have to do it backwards. So it's kind of like, uh, Okay. It doesn't even phase. I don't even notice it, but wow. I just, I guess I've got wow. used to it. That's, that's interesting. I didn't even, it's funny. Cause I actually do. I, I realized that I have, I didn't know that, but I actually do. I keep the left ear on and have the right ear off. So maybe that is just like the more natural thing based on what you, what you said, I guess there's a reason for it, but it's funny. You have to do it the other way. That's weird. Yeah. Cause if I put it on my left ear, I literally have to press it to my ear to hear what I'm supposed to. Oh, and wow. that, and so I'm like tilting my head. And so I just, honestly, I go in there <laughs> and just keep them both on and I sing. Cause I, I kind of been doing it enough to know that, okay, I know where I'm at and I'll let, yeah, I'll let the producer kind of adjust me, whatever he needs to. And then, but like when you're on a, when you're playing on stage, do you play in a band? Do you get to play with a band at all? Yeah. Yeah. Well, not in, not in some time, but um, in high school and then really until my friends kind of all moved away, I was, I was lucky enough to play in a band and we would have like the monitors pointed back at us. We never fancy enough to have like earpieces or anything like right. that. <laughs> I still don't <laughs> have earpieces. So, but you know, but you know, as they play in, they have it turned to you, but as you wouldn't sing in them, but you probably saw the singer do the same thing I do is because everything's so loud. You naturally want to bring your volume of your voice up to the point where it's no longer singing. You're yelling. Oh yeah. So that, that, that's one of the things that I, I still try to do. And I, I fight it tooth and nail because I know wow. that you got to have a good sound guy that will bring your vocals up. But if you don't, it's just natural to be, it's like, oh, I can't be heard. I got to be louder. Oh, this drum's so loud. Let yeah, me get yeah. Loud, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's funny. You know, it, you reminded me too, because you said that even with your hearing, you could still kind of feel where the notes are or like you can still kind of tell when you're singing you don't have to like necessarily hear yourself like a hundred percent to really hit the notes it's funny like i growing up because i picked up guitar pretty quickly and i picked up like piano and drums sort of quickly and i thought like oh i'm just i'm just naturally pretty good at stuff i, I was almost like a little overconfident thinking that like 
when I started to try and sing, I was like, oh, I just figured I'd be a pretty good singer naturally. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I actually recorded myself and I started listening to myself back and I was like, oh, I'm, I'm really bad. Like, this is, <laughs> this is horrible. And I just, I didn't, I had to really, really like it. Na- I'm not naturally a good singer at all. And I had to really like consciously work at that and practice. And I'm still obviously like, that's trying to get better like every day, every week, just doing, you know, scales and, and um, drills and things like that. And, like just being on, I realized I'm like, I'm flat a lot. I'm like, well, I have to really like focus. So I, I would not be able to do what you mentioned as far as like, just feel where the notes are at, like internally. I, I definitely have to like hear it, <laughs> like yeah. adjust. Well, I'm not the greatest singer either way, but I can, I can kind of carry the tune. <laughs> what, <laughs> what I used to do when I was learning guitar, um, because the, now the thing I have trouble with it always has been timing of a song because I've never, I always write my songs. I never had a drum beat and a metronome just gives me the, the, the ticks. I can't listen to that. It just will literally make me start twitching. So what I used to do <laughs> is when I was laying in the, in the bed playing is I'd play in the dark so that I would know the, I would just feel, I wouldn't look. And so I'd play in the dark and I'd lay there with the, the guitar just on my chest and I'd feel the vibrations. And I would like, if I was blind and I would just play. Oh, that's cool. I like that. I like that a lot because when you play live too, it's almost like you can't always afford to look look down at the neck or look down exactly where you're playing and adjust mm-hmm. your hands. Like it would, you see how people that like really pro people have been doing it for years and years or decades. Like they they practice it so many times that they could just do it like you said, like with their eyes closed. Like they know exactly where on the neck. It's it's that's so cool to me how people can get so good at really any like piano too you, you see how people just like know where where all the keys are they're they're playing with their eyes closed you always see like usually like these can can what's the word concerto concert like these really like concert pianists who are playing and they're like their eyes are closed the whole time like that is <laughs> how do you get to that point which is crazy to me yeah see i can i can do the finger picking but you put a pick in my hand it's a whole different story <laughs> <laughs> oh really yeah because <laughs> that's, that's like I, the opposite of me yeah, that's interesting yeah well I, I lose the feeling because i'm so used to feeling like the just the muscle memory of the hands working together so i know i know where i'm at my thumb or my finger okay i'm plucking the, the g string i'm doing the d string oh, I, and so I, yeah. my right hand already yeah. knows where it's at when you put the pick on there you can't feel that because the pick is touching it so it's like okay it's it's so strange i mean you you say that like that and i understand it's it's weird that how you people adjust to music and i mean there's so many so many great guitar players like who like i love santana and clapton they're probably my favorite guitar players i can't play anything like them i'd love i would love to (laughs) yeah i remember my dad like he he loves all the old like so i i'm familiar with a lot of older artists and like a lot of the greats and even just like like going way back like the beatles and, mm-hmm. and elvis and then like michael jackson like just this artists who were just like a lot of them wrote their own stuff like the beatles and, and michael jackson and then like wrote their own lyrics and songs and um as far as guitarists i remember when my dad showed me um the uh eruption solo with eddie van halen way 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 back and i was like this is like the coolest sounding thing and he does like the finger picking and i was like or the um finger tapping or whatever it is yeah, finger oh, tapping. yeah. i was like i have to I could try and do, you know, I, I could play like a piece of that, but I'm like this, <laughs> the rest of this is way too fast for me. I cannot do this. 
Yeah, it's it's so cool to watch them. Like I show my kids because they're starting. I've got um three kids, but uh, the twins are like thirteen, so they both boy and girl. They want to learn to play guitar, so I'm letting them learn to play free fall and because it's easy as oh. far as like your hand placement. It doesn't have to move very much, but it will strengthen their hands. But I was showing them Roy Clark, and I was like, "Well, I want you to watch this guy play guitar." He was going so fast. I don't know if you know Roy Clark, but he was oh. like crazy. I've heard the name. I don't think I've ever actually heard his stuff. No. Now I want to look him up. <laughs> yeah, go, Google. There's like a video. Um, I wish I could remember the name of it, but you'll see it. It's like he's sitting there. It's like a three and a half minute song. It's like Roy Clark, and uh, it's you'll see him. He has an amazing guitar. He's probably he's probably one of the better guitar players ever. And I mean, just the way he plays the style, and it, he almost turns it into flamenco guitar on an acoustic guitar playing country and it's like holy crap how do you do that oh i just i just googled he's oh he's real old timers born in 33 oh yeah okay yep yeah this is the same guy influential figure in country music okay yeah this has to be him i'll I'll listen to this later yeah this is yeah yeah, here he is with the guitar 12th street rag have to check that one out that looks pretty cool <laughs> let me see there's a video and I, i'm i'm googling it right now too like i said i edit some of this down that's why i always do the uh <laughs> i do the audio version uh what was it uh, it was yeah roy clark guitar wizard that's the one uh watch that video you'll be i mean this got more of that one you'll be amazed watching them play people think it's funny like there's like this sort of uh what have i heard it called like chronological snobbery almost where people think that like us today in 2023 are like the smartest people who have existed the, the most talented people who have existed like we're, we're 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 better than like the people of the past in every way and i'm like there are some people that i look at like it just reminded me because this guy is an old timer and you're just talking about how insane he is i'm like this we have to like realize too like how many great talented amazing people there were like before us it's kind of Kind of incredible to, to picture. Oh yeah. And it's, it's funny. I had, there's a, a local guy here named Hughes Taylor and we were talking about that on, on one of the interviews. He's a blues player here in Georgia. And he was talking about like, he got his stuff from Stevie Ray Vaughan. That's what like, who he looked up to. And then he's talking about Stevie Ray Vaughan's influences. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's funny that's as a musician and, and you, and a guitarist and even as a songwriter, I'm sure you do the same thing is it, it, it kind of not really emulate, but you kind of focus yourself on styles that you like like i grew up listening to the eagles and oh, yeah. junior and that's just what i yeah. did and i don't know about you but when i taught myself guitar as i would because i couldn't i didn't know anything about theory i still couldn't take you putting theory in front of me and i have no idea what you're talking about I I'm, can, the, I'm pretty much the same yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think i envy it, people who who know it because i feel like it can't hurt to know it for sure but oh, i'm just <laughs> yeah i, I mean it it's another tool in the toolbox i think yeah if you, my opinion on it is you don't really, you don't need it. It's good to have, like I said, it is a toolbox kind of thing is if yeah. you are, it takes away to me the passion. If you play about ear, once you play about ear now, I think then you should learn the technique stuff because now instead of just being all technique, you're feeling, but now you know why right. you're doing it. Cause I get all the time. Like Jesse, what, what chord is it? I don't know. It just sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 You in? That's exactly. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, my younger brother, he started getting into music just a few years ago. Like me and my older brother, he, my older brother's uh, real good at dr- uh, drums, but mm-hmm. um, my younger brother never really started playing until just a few years ago. And he, he's, we just have different personalities where he's like way more logical and, and tries to do things like the, the proper 
always like technique and everything like that and so he he actually bought like all these theory books and was like learning you know like sheet music but all these like scales and um i mean there's obviously so much more to it but like i remember him asking me certain things of what i was playing and i'm like i really i just like you said i don't even know what i was playing. It's like it's just, i just kind of you know you just and not that that's necessarily better um but there is an element of like kind of just that raw emotional just feeling it you know just feeling like this this just feels like the right note or this just sounds you know maybe it's not technically like if you go by the theory this is like not the proper thing to do maybe but i don't know it's just it's i, I totally agree with you though that like I don't think it's it's necessary. I'm sure there's examples of, of tons of people who have like quote unquote made it who maybe aren't like proficient in in theory, you know. Like I said, I would take the chord progressions from from like songs that I loved and then I would just write my own music to it. So I I could I didn't learn I like I don't do many covers. I don't like doing covers just because I'm never gonna be able to do the justice. If I'm gonna do a cover, I'm gonna make it my way. So I would take oh, these these chord yeah. progressions of songs. Of mainly the Eagles or Hank Jr. And I would write my own music to this chord progression. So that way I was like, okay, they did it right. I don't have to worry about the theory because whatever they did works. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. And then I started looking into it because I, I got a songwriting book because uh, it's always good to read up on that stuff and learn new stuff yeah. every day. And so I'm reading up on it. And like Santana, there's a different style like there's, I guess the basic, there's like the key of C is basic stuff, but there's another way to do it too, that he does. It falls in his. So like the basic key, the chords in the key of C are like C, A minor, G, uh, what is that? Mm. F, right? So in this version, it's like, it goes like, instead of the one, four, five, it goes like one, two. I mean, it's, it's weird. I don't even remember how to, how to say it, oh. but it goes like from a C to a, a D suspended flat or something, whatever the chords is. Wow. Okay. But it works. I mean, it's it's just different styles. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. I was watching a video a few weeks ago um, that my brother actually showed me of uh, that pop singer, Charlie Puth, mm-hmm. who's had some hits over the past, like, I don't know, five, ten years or so. But I know he he went to one of those music school, like colleges, I think Berkeley or one of those like like actual like like renowned or more higher, like like well-known ones. And um, he was on like some late night show with it, doing an interview and they were asking him to like, they would, they would ask him to to hum like whatever note that they they would say like uh, do like an F sharp or whatever, and he would just like immediately do an F sharp from just like, I would it'd be awesome to get to that point. Like I just just like you said, I don't think it's necessary, but it's like that's got to help so much with certain things where you just have like that kind of perfect pitch and you can like recognize the notes just by the sounds and then like associate it with what that note is. Like oh that was a that was an F sharp note that that singer just hit right there. And I'm like, that's kind of insane to get to that point. Yeah. And I, I, I saw that same video for perfect pitch. Cause it's funny. Um, I, there's a family friend here. His son is, um, not kind of autistic really, but not, you know, more like on the, the functional scale and he's like more like yeah. burgers and stuff, but he has perfect oh, yeah. pitch. So he was like, really? Yeah. He, so he plays the drums. He always, he doesn't have to one time he hears it and he plays just takes off. So they asked if he'd come play in the band. Wow. He's same age as my kid. He's like 13. I was like, yeah, come play with a band, sit in, let's, let's play some. And it helped him because he's sound wise, amazing drummer, but he's all over the place as far like feels. And, and he, he knows about the, see, I, I don't know anything about drumming because my 
fans, let's get off the drums, Jesse. You're <laughs> you can't play. So <laughs> yeah. I, I stay off. But it's like he's putting in the the accents and the different sync note, whatever yeah. he's putting in, right? He, he's doing it all over the place. It's all all over. I was like, look, I said, that's all great, but this is what you need to do with with a song. You don't need to put that much because you're taking away from everybody else. So you play a regular yeah. beat, you put the fills in and just keep it simple. And he says, Oh, okay. So he learned by doing that. And I just thought it was so cool that somebody who really can't communicate with people can communicate with music. And he did it. He sat down yeah. the next, next take and he did simple and it was perfect. I took him to the mad life here in Woodstock, let him play uh, live in front of people to open mic. We did, he got on the Cajon, never played a Cajon before. Wow. Listened to the song one time and he was good. That's incredible. I, I never really knew exactly what perfect pitch is. And like, I is that know. even <laughs> I was like, is that a real thing? Like, can this, like I was under the impression it was sort of like, um, well, I guess like what you described almost like the sort of photographic memory, but with music where like someone can hear something and then like repeat it back from, from that memory, like perfectly. Or if they're like, they try to sing, like they can, they're not flat or sharpening, like they're, they're just perfectly on pitch. And I'm like, wow, that is, Yep. To have that and, like skill is just yeah. See, but he doesn't even sing, so I, it helps him more with with the rhythm and the music. And it's like because he can play keys too, so he just gets down and like uh, okay, cause that to me would work like for the perfect pitch. Like, but how do you perfect pitch a drum or a cajon? I mean, yeah, that's, right. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> just to think about yeah. it. See, I told you we get talking about all kinds of stuff on the show. We we get off topic and talk about everything, and that's right. that's how I like to do it. It's more of conversational stuff. Yeah. Um, yep. Now, who are some of your influences as we'll get back to you now? You're, you talk about like the perfect pitch and Charlie Booth. Who kind of influences you oh, yeah. in your style of writing and your song and your choice of songs, um, maybe now? So many, really. Like I um I know a lot of people might say, like, I, I really do appreciate like all types of music. Um, just growing up, like my dad and my mom had way different tastes from what I ended up in high school, kind of falling into like a lot of punk rock and like mm-hmm. pop punk and like some emo type music, like a lot of, um, what did I really like? I liked, uh, like Fall Out Boy, Blink-182, The Offspring, Green Day, like Paramore, those, those kinds of bands. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of Warp Tour. Uh, Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That was, yeah. I loved like all those, those kind of like alternative rock type music growing up. Um, but then at the same time, like hearing like Toby Keith or the Beatles, like I mentioned, or like, Van, yeah, well, Van Halen I mentioned before, but like Bon Jovi, like any, really any any decade, I can just think of like bands that I like, and I have like songs on my. Do kids even have iPods these days? That's something I still have. That I don't know if because iPhones are a thing, and you can have music all on your phones now. Like I used to have to carry around. You probably know. <laughs> oh, I have two of them. More than <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, like <laughs> CD players, probably before that, like cassette players, but like yeah, I had. Uh, an iPod shuffle and a little iPod nano that I would, you know, just like plug it into my computer and just put on like, just make playlists of totally, like totally different genres of, of music and bands. Um, it would, it'd be one of those like kind of, you see like memes about it where it's like, you know, you have a country artist and you have like a hip hop artist and you have like a, like all these, like what kind of playlist is this? But you know, it's, um, I guess to, to, to answer your question though, more, um, more solidly. So some of the, the bands and artists that I, that probably influenced me more now that I'm doing like solo stuff, solo kind of acoustic singer songwriter type stuff. 
I would say like I, I do have an appreciation for some pop, pop artists today, um, like Ed Sheeran for sure, which I know is like a common one for, for anyone who does like acoustic pop type music. Because um, he's just he's like super talented. It's pretty hard to to argue with that. Like he he definitely he can sing and write. Um, Justin Bieber, honestly, I know he gets some flack over the decades that he's been around, a decade and a half or so, or however long it's been, but like he can sing too. Like there's just a lot of impressive artists out there. Um, I mentioned Blink-182, something I, I like about them as, as kind of immature as they were, is like, I, I appreciated growing up and kind of seeing how they never took themselves too seriously, mm-hmm. um, which I like. I try to like kind of take that to heart myself and just not like take myself too seriously sometimes there's there's i think there's a time and a place to be serious but at the same time like i don't know it always to me was unappealing when you see someone who who thinks they're like the greatest thing and that like everybody should you know kind of like worship them as if you know it's like that's just too much to me like we're all we're all human beings you know everybody just kind of doing their own thing and i just feel like um i appreciated that they even if they were rich and famous, they don't really kind of act, act like it, you know? Oh yeah. It's, it's funny. You said that I have two iPods shuffles or iPod. I don't have shuffle. I have the big iPods <laughs> and my truck doesn't even have them now. So I can't even use, they don't have an adapter anymore. Cause it was like, Oh, hey, that, I know all about that. <laughs> but like, you, it's funny. You mentioned like the playlist and I'm, I make this joke all the time is cause this, like I said, this is the first and foremost, the Georgia Stonebirds is a podcast you know, but I have started right. an, an online radio station, the Georgia songbirds radio. It's uh, on like live 365 and I'm found on the website, georgiasongbirds.com. Uh, but I always tell people take that 10 minute challenge because what I do is I put, it's mainly singer songwriter songs, artists, bands, and independent artists, but there is a mixture. Like you'll hear um, heavy D and the boys, and then you'll hear some, country and then you'll hear maybe mm-hmm. a little bit of a rock with it and i've always been that way it's funny you said that because i've always been and i make that joke i'm like an ipod ipod shuffle i'm just that naturally is me <laughs> since the days of mixed so you, you know yeah you also can have that because there's people i know who are like they are so like country or like hip-hop or like th- that's like their kryptonite like they they're like everything except for this mm-hmm. genre um, but like, I don't know. I think if you're being fair, like there's, I've heard good songs of like, seriously, every, every genre you could think of, like, I've heard something good from it. Like that's, I'm all about kind of catchiness to me, which is maybe, maybe a little more basic compared to people who like listen to like the, like you said, the theory and like the, <laughs> like, Oh, like the, this was like the perfect key and the way that they went like this. I just, if it's catchy to me, which is like a lot of pop music is, then I'm like, Hey, that's, that's a catchy melody. That's a catchy vocal melody they have there. Like I can appreciate that. Um, that's funny that you, I don't, I don't really come across too, too many people who really will listen and can listen to like every, everything to be honest. Oh, I'm, I'm telling you, if you, if you look at, like, I could tell you right now, my radio station, I'm gonna pull it up. You can't see it, but I'm gonna pull it up and see like the, the last couple songs. If you can see yeah. my iTunes library, I've got like, uh, eight, almost 8,000 songs. <laughs> <laughs> in there but it's like a mixture i grew up you, you talk about like when i was first the first music i remember hearing on the radio was the eagles the heartache tonight was the first song that i ever heard wow. Love, made me fall in love with the eagles well i grew up here in georgia and we grew up like a biker family so um 
we listened to the 60s and the 70s rock leonard skinner yeah you know the Doors, stuff like that and oh, then yeah. i went through that rap stage where i listened to tupac and i would listen to two life oh, wow. yeah that's very different <laughs> and then i'd got to where i started listening to like zz top and bad company and then yeah. it's funny my going to the bus stop my mom would always have it on the 50 station I, and i got to the point where i i hated the 50s as a kid i was like oh well, why don't i listen to this except for elvis i've always loved elvis mm, and yeah. then i started getting older and i started appreciating it more and it's funny because the way that the time signatures work in it is like um, when i was hating the 50s now my kids are like listen i'm listening to the 80s and it's like oh wow it's it's that big of a difference but they love it. It's so funny. But like for right oh, now, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've got here on the songs uh, that just played on a radio station. We've got Wyatt Espelin, who's a singer songwriter, like a folk singer here. Uh, oh, Meredith mm-hmm. is his song. And then uh, before him was Echo and the Bunny Men. People are strange. That cover they did with the doors that, uh, oh, you know, people, yeah, from uh, the Lost Boys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Love that song. And then there's the last Gonzo, Ride on the Wind. He's, um, he's here from georgia too but he's a uh it's kind of a sturgill simpson style kind of the out there country mm. and then you had uh daniel mclean try harder which is a pop song and then uh pop, ridge, yeah. ridge banks from uh from georgia or not georgia from nashville but he's like straight country so yeah that's been that's been me all along. It's funny you say that. I'm right glad there. I'm up. Yeah. I, I knew I wasn't the only one, but for somebody to finally admit it, thank you, Trevor. <laughs> See, yeah, I'm like, it, it's funny too. You mentioned the Eagles, and I, I um, it's it's actually like kind of it's kind of weird you just mentioned that because my dad invited me. I ended up not going to it, but he invited me to a a cover, one of like the the better cover bands of the Eagles, the Eagles cover band, at this local venue here called the Sherman Theater in in Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania like three weeks ago or so and so he's been on such an eagles kick whenever i go visit my my folks at their place he'd still he'd just be listening to like he doesn't even he he's that kind of like rekindled his love of the eagles where he's he's sort of sick of all the popular eagles songs that he's like looking up the more obscure ones so it's like like i can always listen to hotel california just because i think it's a really cool song mm-hmm. or like even taking it easy or any of those other ones but like he'll be listening to some more like less popular ones and be like oh try like just, just watch this video listen to listen to their harmonies you know and it's like <laughs> they are really like they they really are talented i um i didn't know that much about them actually until until just pretty recently and how like seeing some of the live videos of how i didn't even know there's that many people in the eagles like oh, yeah. you see them all kind of standing <laughs> up in the front and like <laughs> is it joe is joe walsh the guy's name like the one guitarist yeah he's the lead guitarist mm-hmm. he's the lead guitarist yeah and like I forget if it was him or someone else who had like the double neck guitar and then like, uh, or like a 12 string guitar, maybe not double neck, maybe it was 12 string, whatever it was. I'm like, wow. And then like the bassist. And then of course, um, who's the guy, the drummer who also uh, Don Henley. Yep. Don Henley. That's right. Does boys of summer too. And I'm like, man, they, they're a talented group of people. Oh yeah. <laughs> like they, they know what they're doing. I, I love my, it's funny. Cause my, you, you mentioned that my son, my 13 year old son, is doing the same thing he's going back and listening to the older stuff like he likes marty robbins he's 13 years old and he's like listening to marty robbins and he's listening to the eagles older stuff wow and he brought me like one of their first albums and it was a country album and i'm like what i've never heard this 
Why about? I thought really? I've heard everything of the Eagles, but I mean, it. We even made a road game out of it. Like we took, um, we would go. I was like, give us, give me a band name. And he'd go like the Eagles or Rolling Stone, whoever. And then we, what we yeah. do is we would go to, we pull up on Spotify and we would go to their first album ever released. And then I say, give me a random number, whatever. They have 12 songs. So one through 12, pick a number. And then we'd yeah. play that song off the album. That's cool. It, 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 it I is. I have no idea they did a country thing. Um, I, I love listening to like, like lost tapes or like, you know, like, like you said, like obscure, really like old school demos of like bands that you like, like from like garage recordings or like bedroom. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I love that stuff. Oh yeah. That's, 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 I've gotten more and more into that. Like when I was, when I was younger, I was like, I don't listen to that. I don't listen to what's on the radio sound garden. Let's <laughs> yeah. listen to stone temple pilots. Cause I love the the nineties rock. It's funny. The generations oh, yeah. that go like the eighties were kind of sappy and hip hoppy. You had like the wham and they mm-hmm. had, they had Madonna oh, yeah. and Michael Jackson, more pop oriented. And then yep. the nineties got to kind of more like green day and, and the rock started Nirvana and Pearl Jam. Yeah. <laughs> that, that grunge and rock started coming in as popular. And yeah. Then, and then you got more poppy in 2000. Like now today's radio, I'd listen more to Spotify or my radio station. I don't listen much to the radio just because yeah. one is the, it's all, it's not that it's bad music. It's just a lot of it sounds the same to me, but like there's a few artists, I think, and I've had this conversation on the, earlier podcast like the rolling stones beatles they're going to stand the test of time you're always going to know that name yeah and i'm like yep. who from who from 2000 and, and would you remember and i'm like taylor swift would be there because That's she's she, oh yeah she know i mean she's so good at brain everybody gives her crap you mentioned justin it's true Bieber. it's so true it's i don't know if they remember him but it's his attitude that got him more in trouble not mm-hmm. as not as talent yeah. it was more of his attitude yeah but Ed Sheeran would I was just definitely. listening to yeah, I was just listening to my older brother just sent me the, the the newest, like I think it's still number one or it was on the hot one hundred of the uh the newest Taylor Swift song. Cause I'm like, oh, what are some what are some pop because I haven't been listening to the radio too much myself over the past year or two either. I haven't done as much driving, um just not being on the road as much, but um but it was that song Antihero, which is like the the newest Taylor Swift hit mm-hmm. out there. And I'm like, wow, oh, she's still and it didn't even really grab me at first um, listening to it a few times. I'm like, okay, I'm starting to, it's starting to grow on me a little bit, but it's just an example of like, like when was her first, she's been doing it for like such a long time. It's just, there's like one hit wonders. And then there's some bands that like have a couple, like two, three hits and then they kind of fade away. And then there's like the Taylor Swift's and sort of like the Justin Bieber's that have been doing it for like, like really like 10, 15 years at this point. Like Taylor Swift's even a little longer than Justin Bieber, I think, but I'm like, they have been, that's why I think you're so right that like these are the artists that will probably stand out kind of the stand out test of time a little more than some of these other ones that to your point, a lot of them really do kind of blend in. And you may like people may or may not agree, but I, I do miss one thing I liked that I can remember being, um, I just turned 30, 31. A few, I'm at that point where I need to really think carefully about how old I am. Like, I know I'm getting, I'm getting, I forget, <laughs> I, I forget how old I am. Am I for, how am I, did I just, how I yeah, like, I just try to think what was the last, yeah, what was the last number? Um, but I can remember listening to, to like mainstream radio and hearing like real bands on there with like mm-hmm. real instruments. And it just seems like people like of the younger generation today, like my, 
my niece, like they'll listen to the radio and like, you don't really hear everything is like electronic and like even the drums are electronic, even like there's not really guitars much in like pop songs these days. Like everything is synth and like the synth bass and all these things. I'm like, man, I, I miss even just the early 2000s. You'd be hearing like, like real bands on like mainstream, like Matchbox 20, even like, like, like actual bands with like real instruments. And I miss that. I hope it gets to a point where the, that comes back, but I don't, I really don't know. Yeah. I, I, that's it's funny you say that. It's, it's, I was thinking about this, the way that people listen to music now, Ra- radio still is a big platform. It is. I mean, people can say it's dead, yeah. but it's not. You still want your, if your song's played on the radio, you're right there listening with all your family. I, I promise you, it's not dead. It's just, that's there's, true. That's true. there's so much more that you can listen to. But the problem yeah. that I see is like these TikToks and these reels is they're only short songs. You know, you're taking 30 second, 45 second songs that people are just loving and they're making, making money mm. off of it. And, and they're catchy. I get it. But it, it makes me think about like, okay, well, beyond the scope of being on a video or, you know, how are you going to listen to people live? How do they sound live? You're going to go to yeah. a concert and listen to 40 songs that are like a minute and a half, two minutes long. <laughs> really? I mean, maybe, but I, I don't know. I, it just makes me think about stuff like that. Everybody's attention span is so much shorter now. It's so true. Like, and I'm guilty of it too. It's just crazy how much it's changed. Like, is there ever going to be like a free bird that gets popular? Like, can people <laughs> listen to the whole song? I don't know. <laughs> they, they still request it though when I'm out playing. Do you get do you get that too, free bird? Really? Yes, free bird. Wait, wait, uh, yeah. Tennessee whiskey. Yeah. Wagon oh, Tennessee wheel. whiskey too. Okay. Did, so did you get to, some people yeah. yeah do you get to play out are you playing out anywhere um it's funny you mentioned that too because i've done like just more recently some couple open mics mostly like streaming some stuff um just from my my place here i know it was tricky during the past couple of years with all the mm-hmm. covid stuff but but like there's really no excuse for me now other than i've just been pretty busy trying to chug out um more songs and, and get them posted and released and you know make like videos for them and get them on like the social medias but but this year i really want to it's like a big goal of mine to to focus more strongly on like the live performances and playing like some shows and some gigs and even even just coffee shop stuff more open mics just to kind of experiment a little bit um hopefully like some festivals and local stuff around if i can but um but I'm, I'm like getting back into that a little bit more. It's been, it's been, a, it's been a minute, but it's um, something that's definitely um, a goal of mine this year. Okay. Well, let's, let's, we've been talking so much. I had so much fun. I was like, I don't think we played your music yet. So let's play, let's play one of your songs. <laughs> Which one you want to play first? Um, Ooh, good question. So this is kind of, kind of why I've been focusing on trying to get more out. Cause I know I don't have a, a whole ton um, yet. And some of it's, some of it was sort of me trying to find my, my direction or my, my kind of lane and stick, stick with it. Cause I, I like so many genres in music. I, I tend to almost write different genres and it's almost like too, too wide of a, of a variety almost for someone mm-hmm. that's like, you know, but um, maybe this, the, the most recent song, the single I released comfort. That's, that's probably the more of the direction I've been trying to, to lean into more recently, a little bit, a little bit more pop, some acoustic feel behind it. Um, I had a, a video that I shot for it and and posted back in um, August, so just last summer. Um, that was the most recent song I've had. Okay. Well, I'm a songwriter, so I like to hear the stories. What What's the story behind the song, Comfort? 
This one, it was actually just, I don't, to be honest, I actually don't remember what it was specifically that had me kind of feeling like just not in a, in a, a good spot, like just feeling kind of, kind of, um, I don't want to say depressed because that, I think that's overused. And I think also there, it, it may, maybe minimizes people who actually are like, like genuinely depressed. I don't want to say I was depressed, but, but definitely not in like a good, happy place. And, um, and I just remember drumming some chords that I didn't even know the names of just kind of like we talked about earlier, just sort of finger, different fingering on the guitar on the neck and just like, Oh, this sounds kind of cool. And I remember it was like the chords for the chorus and um, just, I remember kind of like wanting to feel comfort at that time. And so, so that, that line kind of stuck with me of just something about comfort. I, like just, just, it might've even been that, that first line, just a little bit of comfort. And, um, and then from there, I kind of just quickly wrote the rest of the chorus. And then the longer process was definitely writing the lyrics for the verses, which, uh, which listeners might hear in, in, a, in a minute here is uh, a little bit more of like a kind of a talk rap sort of style. Um, which I think highlights what I mentioned before and what you you're in the same boat you kind of like different genres of music so you kind of sometimes try to have your feet in two genres at once where it's like you know I kind of like this soft pop acoustic but I kind of also like hip hop I kind of like you know so uh, I tried to kind of experiment with that and and, um, yeah it's really just about wanting just to feel a little bit to comfort, get me back you know, when you're in like a she can come make me yeah uh, I can't get up I'm can't stop the day not enough so time with too much to say but this words won't deal with the way i feel because i try but you lie but the tide wash me away with feet up off the ground opened up my mouth couldn't make a sound said the water's rushing in it's flooded with the sin and my past falling fast pull me out before i drown but i can't complain what I can to avoid the pain Dealing with the feeling that I know I should be healing But I'm staring at the ceiling cause I'm stuck inside my brain Don't care, can't concentrate Trying to be early but I'm always late Still I'm too proud to go along with the crowd Why simplify what I can complicate? Come on She don't always say how far we've come So, just a little bit to get me by Until she can come make me whole Just a little bit of comfort The kind you need inside your soul Just a little bit to get me by Until you can come make me whole So here, awake at the crack of dawn Ever moving forward, just moving on Last place finishing this race Subprime out of time What if I'm already gone? Everything's okay Thinking what I can to keep my thoughts at bay Because I can't find why I'm so maligned In my head seeing red Wanna leave instead I'll stay Until I learn to run Don't know where I'm going Where I'm coming from I gotta get back All I want the lack Because I'm cold and controlled By my mind All the deal is done Now the news is getting tight And though I know it's wrong Man it feels right But she comes through Makes you feel the new Remade from the shade As she brings you through the light She'd always say me 
You have a very nice range. Oh, thanks. I, I appreciate that. I um, That was something that I I remember just because a lot of the bands I, I liked growing up would always sing pretty high. Like, and I remember trying to sing in the car. And that's when I first realized that I'm not like a naturally good singer. I was like, oh, man, I, I cannot hit these notes. Um, so a lot of like the past few years is me trying to kind of find that that sweet spot or that range where it's like this is maybe the best um the best sort of style or the best range for my my voice because i know you know everybody's got different voices and different singing styles and mm-hmm. things like that so, so i appreciate you saying that yeah you got a you got a good tone so my stuff I always make jokes mine's very raspy and growly i tell i always made the joke when i'm playing out live it's like you know what if, if you ever hear me in the dark it's gonna scare that scare the hell out of you people but you know I'm, I'm more outlaw southern rock kind of music so i doubt your your you're in the bedroom being sexy with my voice, <laughs> but you got a really nice tone to your voice and very, it's, it's kind of breathy. I know a lot of people do a breathy stuff, but when you go to your, yeah. your rapper stuff and it's, it's deeper, it reminded me there's a, there's a couple guys here. There's one in Georgia. His name is Keith cuts. Uh, he does, he raps, but he is like a Christian rapper and oh, that's cool. it's, and he plays the ukulele and I'm like, that is such a weird what a combination, mix. What but, a it, mix is that? but it works. I <laughs> like, mean, you gotta, you gotta listen to him. He, it works. His name is Keith. Wow. Cuts. It, and then there's another guy, yeah. um, every year and I'm, I'm gonna get Pittsburgh here one day or Pennsylvania too. I do a Georgia versus series. And that what we do every, every year is I take eight songwriters from Georgia and I put them against eight songwriters from another state. Uh, we did Tennessee, North Carolina, Kentucky, and this year's Alabama. And uh, Pennsylvania will be coming up soon. It's either Pennsylvania or Texas next year. I haven't decided yet, but I'm meeting more and more people from, from Pennsylvania That's and cool. Texas. That's cool. So if you ever want to be a part of it, I, I'd love to have you on. It's, it's oh, fun. Be it's awesome. all yeah. on Facebook. It's just videos of original music. But there's this uh, gentleman who he did in the North Carolina one. His name is William Neesmith. And he's got such a high voice singing. I mean, it's up there like – Michael Jackson, Stevie Wonder stuff that he's just amazing. And he did a rap in one of his songs and it went, he dropped like 
four octaves. I mean, the guy's bass in what? his voice. I'm like, I had a double take. He's like, that's not you, but it's him. And it's so funny because the way he does it, uh, it's just, I mean, he goes from like high, high like your high stuff, but I mean, he's like yeah. lower than yours. He sounds like I'm a almost gangster. getting a little chills. It's, it's so, that to me is so impressive when somebody can, like, like, I know a lot of people have different opinions on like screamo type music or like metal and stuff like that. Like my, my parents aren't crazy about it at all, but I know, um, that was part of what some of my, my high school bands and friends would, would try to do some of that music. But I'm like, to be able to sound one way, like screaming like this, and then like have a, a really nice voice, the next verse or the next chorus. I'm like that, you know, whether you like it or not, I'm like, that, you have to acknowledge it's kind of impressive. Just like you said here with somebody who's, who's belting out like high notes and then dropping octaves to, to like rap. I'm like, what the, that's just like, there's so many talented people out there. Oh yeah. There's a band talk about the screamo stuff that I really like. It's called in this moment. It's uh Oh, the, it's, that's a female singer. Yeah. Oh, her name is Maria. Something, I think Brink. Yes. Yes. She is so, Oh my God. It's so talented. When I was listening to her play, like the first song I heard of theirs was whore. And I loved it. It's like, Oh, it's a great song. And then I started watching your videos and her videos are kind of freaky. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> I scared my kids. They came in like they were like eight or nine, and I'm watching the blood video, and they like, what is that? Like, oh, I don't watch. But I saw an acoustic yeah. version of her. She she had her guitars, and they're doing acoustic like the old um, unplugged, like MTV unplugged. They used to yeah, do. yeah. And her voice is so amazing. And like you said, the the way they even the scream stuff, it's yeah, it's it, it's it's a you got to kind of get used to it, but. To right. do it and go back into singing and not lose your voice is a, there's a talent yeah. to it. You got to really do it. Yep. I didn't even, I have to listen to some of their, I didn't know they had any unplug. That's actually really cool. Mm -hmm. I'm curious to hear, um, cause I know just from the regular songs, like, yeah, she can definitely sing. It's sort of like, um, they're not really, they don't scream the same way, but like, you know, the band Breaking Benjamin, they're actually from around, yep. I think around Scranton, but they, I, I'm a big fan of them. I actually ended up seeing them. A year or two ago at uh, one of the venues up here, they, they did do kind of an unplugged set of a lot of their like most popular songs. And I was like, oh, this is, it shows like a different kind of um, talent or, or style. Like you can appreciate without like as much production or like sounds to kind of cover up maybe some of the vocals. I'm like, wow, they can really, it's just acoustic guitars and their voices. I'm like, they can, they can really sing. Yeah. Impressive. And there's no auto tune on those on rock. And that's what I hate about now that you don't hear much oh, rock yeah. on music on the radio anymore. Yeah. For, for real. Now that's where like, yeah, it just, uh, you know, like a lot of the style, like my, my younger brother and their generation, I'm like, this is, it's so auto tune that it's actually not even like, it's not subtle. It's actually like the style to have it very, very like heavy auto tune, mm -hmm. like not hiding it. And like, wow, that really is, that's what people listen to. Like, that's what they like these days. That's... Yeah, no, that makes you feel old, right? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I, I know Ariana Grande does that, but when she sings, she can actually really, really sing. I'm like, why do you auto tune? I've, I've heard her. Yeah. Does she even needs to. Like, she can. Mm -hmm. You've probably seen the videos of her going like some crazy octave, doing like this super, super, super high note that's like mm -hmm. insane. I'm like, she can, like Mariah Carey type stuff. Oh yeah, she can hit it. She can. Do, there's not many people that can do that. And I know they had a Super Bowl one year where they had a uh, Britney, Justin, and Aerosmith playing, and oh, Aerosmith wow. completely destroyed that because you could hear they're used to playing live, 
and they sounded exactly yeah. the same live as they did on the record. They just came from that generation. You had to be able to play live. And with yeah. Britney and Justin doing lives, you could completely tell they were not able to do it. Wow. I mean, it, it was Aerosmith is someone that I actually got into, uh, not to get too, too sidetracked, but I, it's funny you brought him up because um, my, my, actually my parents just showed me this, just like a month ago, same kind of thing. They're like, you got to hear this live version of Steven Tyler singing this song. And I forget what the song was, but I had no idea until just then that he, he, he can, like, he is something else. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it's totally live. He's walking around, like shaking hands with, or like high fiving fans while he's like belting out these notes, these super high notes. I'm like, this guy, like, it's it's pretty amazing. Yeah, because when when he came into the business, they had to be able to do it live. And then you get to the '90s and stuff when they start making more of the pop, where they get to the where they can actually let them lip sync over their own songs and dance. It became yeah. more about their them instead of their bodies and their looks than about the music and it's just oh, yeah. progressively gets worse not saying they're not talented because they can but when you get into that machine of the, the record companies and stuff and they want you to look a certain way and act a certain way it, yeah. it's gonna it kind of dulls the shine in my eyes because i think that if you're that talented your talent will show and yeah i get that it's a business they get they want to make you look good because they're selling a product i get that it's like billy ellish right i, I watched that uh documentary. oh yeah or Eilish, I don't know how to say her name, but I watched that documentary over and I thought watching the documentary, I got more of a perspective of her and I'm like, you know what? She's such a good person. She's a good songwriter. I just don't like her music because of the way she does the the lower stuff. You know, it's like, she's just talking. I'm like, come on, you can, yeah, you, can yep. sing. You, you can do better than that. Right. It's good music. It's just, it's just a style. She found a style. People loved it. Yep. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. You made some really good points too. Like, I, I um, I was listening to kind of like oldies, uh, Kansas. You know that band from the oh yeah, Dustin Wynn, seventies, Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was listening to like the um, like you can find like this the vocals only audio or like the acapella only of like some of the, like like Carry On Wayward Son. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to just the vocals isolated for that song. I was like, wow, like this. Before auto-tune, I was like, this guy, like, this is insane to me that, like, to your point, like, these people all had to, it's funny, they come from a generation where they, they, they couldn't rely on, like, the technology to kind of, like, cover up or, like, assist them, so, like, they had to just be really, really good, and I'm like, wow, this is, we're kind of spoiled today, and I know I am, too, like, well, let me just, let me just turn this knob up a little bit, let me just tweak this, it's like, <laughs> they had oh, the man. tape that you know you only get like one or two days like it's costing money come on now oh yeah yeah <laughs> not digital yeah yeah <laughs> but that that's just the it's, it's a progression like we talked about like the tiktoks and stuff and everything's shorter it kind of goes in a big circle like i remember the songs like from the 50s and 60s they were pretty short they were two and a half minutes there wasn't many songs they had some songs that wasn't even two minutes you know i don't hmm. think i don't think great yeah. balls of fire was even two minutes long it was just uh oh wow it's just a song, you know, and, and they kind of, and it goes back to that now, but now people are, are watching it and to give Spotify some credit. I mean, I'm not gonna give them a lot because they songwriter wise, it's not good for you, but as money wise, but as far as like getting your stuff out, they're great. You get oh, yeah, yeah. all your stuff and people that normally wouldn't hear it, you know, get to hear it good, good or bad. True. Just, yeah. <laughs> good or bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, 
do you have anything, any shows or anything coming up? Or you, like I said, you're kind of, you haven't really been doing more open mics. Like who does? Yeah, nothing, nothing set just yet. I'm actually, um, I'm actually like, I haven't been going out trying to like book certain things. There's, there's certain like local things that I've been sort of applying to, um, but nothing sort of set in stone yet. I know that I'm at that point too, where I need to, the more I do it and, and, you know, hopefully more in like this first and second quarter of, of 2023, mm-hmm. the easier it'll be to start getting booked for certain like other venues and other, you know, festivals and things, but no, nothing, no, no like shows set at all um, coming up just, just yet. Now we talked about covers earlier and do you do, do you do any covers? I do. You know, it's funny. I actually started off just doing covers and then um, like late 2019 or so when I, I started getting like a little bit of a following on social medias, um, a little bit of Facebook, a little bit of like Instagram and YouTube. And I was like, you know what? I should really start writing some original stuff. Um, but I know that I'm not at that point where I can just, if I just, if I have like a, you know, an hour, two, three hour gig, um, no one's going to want to listen to me play two, three hours of songs that they've never heard. Like just my originals, you know, like as much as I'd maybe like to, it, people like hearing songs that they know. So uh, that's why I've been trying to actually kind of compile like a, um, a good list of like covers that I think could be fun for, for different, different groups of, of people. So what's a cover that you do that maybe people wouldn't expect of you then? Um, that's a good, good question. Um, well, <laughs> you know, I, and maybe this is, this isn't something that people would be surprised because like not that i am a huge fan of of certain like boy bands um but i can al- i can also at the same time appreciate that like like the backstreet boys for example that they actually can like they could sing those are like i've, I've heard them do like some unplugged stuff I'm like they, these guys are some singers um but like i have a cover of like like i want it that way from like the <laughs> you know, was that 1998 or 99 like most people know that song um what else even uh the one the one direction song from like 20 probably about 10 years ago called uh what makes you beautiful that one because that was like a i think that might have hit number one on the mainstream um but then at the same time there's some songs a little bit older too like um oh it's the uh i know the core it's oh stand by me that one like i love so just like a huge range of like songs i actually separated the the list that I, I put together of all these songs that I enjoy covering and songs that I enjoy listening to and separated by decade. I'm like, wow, actually I do have some 50 songs. I have some 60s. I have some Beatles. I have like a couple 80s, like the song Your Love by Outfield, um, which is like such a, I love that song. I think that was like a one hit wonder for them, but um, some 90s, like I have a Pearl Jam, Last Kiss, which I think was a cover of an older song by them. Um, and then like just some 2000s, like I mentioned, uh, a Jesse McCartney song, Beautiful Soul. That's another pop, kind of typical pop song. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if there's anything that's like, because some of the, the songs that I, I have are kind of different styles. I don't know if there's something that I, that would totally shock, um, shock people, unless I did like maybe Tupac or something, which I don't, not yet. <laughs> Well, if you listen to the show, you, you may know where I'm going with this because I always, and you can do this if you want, you don't have to, I don't ever make it <laughs> mandatory, but I do give everybody like a, a challenge song, like a cup, do a cover your way. 
right? Do it your way, send mm-hmm. it to me. I'll put it on the TikToks and I'll do all that stuff. And we'll just tag the artist and everybody who did it. Um, if you're in, interested in it, I got a song that I think you could probably cover, but you got to do it your way. And I'm curious how you would do it. Hmm. <laughs> you willing to take that Let's shot? I'm curious. I am. Can I, can I be uh, on the fence and, and not commit until I hear the song? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't have, to, you don't have to do it and there's no time stamp on it. You just do it whenever you want. Uh, but oh, that's, it, that's good. That's, that's good. But the only thing I say is do it your way. Cause like we, we did it. You talked about the backstreet boys. It's funny. I, and I finally right. found the video. Uh, we did a, we were playing at a venue and we did covers and originals like that too. And uh, I had to talk to Bannon to do it. And I got him to do it one time. We did everybody by Backstreet Boys. But the way that we, oh. the way that we <laughs> did it is we got a slide guitar in it. And so it's like gritty, gritty, dirty stuff. Let me, let me see if I can pull it up while I'm talking. I'll let you know a little bit. And I know that song. I cannot picture how the heck it would sound with a slide guitar. Oh, it sounded so. Uh, so now good. I'm really curious. I'm pulling up the, it's on my, I realized it's on my iMovies because I thought I uploaded it. I could not find it on YouTube. So I don't know if they uh, okay. took it off, <laughs> but it, we're, and, uh, we're doing one now. Um, and you may have heard it is we're doing uh, straight up by Paul Abdul and we've turned it into a Southern rock um, song and we've slowed it down. And because every, everybody that knows me, I'm not oh. the biggest fan of covers. I don't like them. Like I said, I can never do it justice. I'll never be able right. to, uh, but I will take them and, and mess with them. And I, <laughs> cause I'll do like wow. doves cry when I play out I make a game of it. It's like, Hey, if you can, if you can get the, get the hook before, you know, before I get to the hook, I'll buy you a beer. If not, you buy me one. And <laughs> I, I do that with uh, beat it. I've turned beat it into almost like a reggae style song. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. And but uh, I'll, I'm gonna let you hear a quick snippet of this. But the song I had for you in mind, uh, you know, the presence of the United States, you ever heard of that band? Oh, I don't know that. No, not that, not the band name. Okay, they got a song called Lump. Wait, oh my gosh, I do. I think Weird Al did a cover of it called uh, Gump. He Made It Gump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I do know that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of your 90s stuff rock that you could do. Yeah. Uh, but turn it into your... That's actually a really catchy song. That's a really uh-huh. catchy song. <laughs> so are you in for Interesting. it? Interesting. You know what? That would be... The fact... So So I think here's what sold me, too, is the fact that you said it does not... There's not any, like, strict time limit, too, because obviously, yeah. like, you know, everybody, artists, you know, recording and performances and all these things they try to do so i think that's i'm gonna write this down because that actually would be really fun and yeah. i def, i would enjoy maybe the creative part of trying to make it like you said do it your do it your way you know mm-hmm. yeah and, and it's this whole fun part of it i mean it's there's no right or wrong way to do it just for me i slow it down right like i've shared the screen you probably don't know if you can see it or not because you're on your phone but this is us doing everybody i hear now how they could do it and, yep. and it was, that's, that's awesome so that 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 was fun for it. I can't get him to do it again though. <laughs> really, <laughs> I tried. <laughs> well, the guy that was singing, Alan's not with us anymore. He he does his own thing now. He's he doesn't sing with us, uh, but um, and my voice alone won't carry. I'm, but it's fun to play, and I'm like, you know what? It's a catchy song. Everybody knows it. It, it doesn't even matter about how we do it. It's just that every, they want to sing to it. That's it. Oh yeah, it's so true. So that, <laughs> it's funny that was one of those things too that like i i agree with covers and i i don't 
I don't hate covers as much as you do for sure, but I do, I'm not a fan of when someone covers something and it sounds like almost exactly like the original, because it's almost like, well, well, what's the point? Like, I think the whole point of a cover should be to add your own twist or your own little flair or style to it for sure. So that's why I really have an appreciation for, for covers like this, that almost like they like transcend the genre of the original, you know, it's like, oh, right, here's the, this is a pop song, like a boy band song. Let's make it, you know, this, this genre. That's, yeah. that's really cool. And I think that's what I've ended up doing was taking pop songs and turn them into Southern rock or blues or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Well, let's listen to another one of your songs. Which one do you want to hear next to Trevor? Um, good question. Well, you know what the, so the other song that I, um, released also right around that same time last summer was, um, it's called again. Okay. That one is, uh, it might even be more close to, cause like that song comfort, I haven't done a song or even written a song since that, that I have uh, kind of like the rap talk rap kind of style to it. I, I want to probably revisit that at some point and maybe, maybe throw some, some more of that in, in future songs. But, um, but this song again is just more of a kind of straight, you know, nothing fancy pop love song sort of deal. Um, that it's just a kind of a fictional story that I kind of, I just wrote um, from my head of just, a guy and a girl who takes them from like the, the, the point of meeting and kind of like infatuation to then like, you know, falling in love. And then um, they have to kind of go their own ways due to like, you know, career or like family or, or whatever the, you know, whatever the listener kind of wants it to, to be for, for a really important part during like the bridge. And, um, and the whole point is that they will look forward to
I like that a lot. That's, I don't know why it makes me think of like a California. It's like a Californian song, like sitting on a beach, just playing a guitar. Oh, I like, I really like, I appreciate that. It's funny because that's some of the songs, like that's sort of, because I visited California, uh, San Diego a couple of years ago and actually really, it, like the weather was perfect the week I was there. People were friendly. It was just like, it, it's so funny you mentioned that because that's just something that I kind of, it just makes me happy to picture and remember that kind of feeling and that vibe of someone who's been on like the cold East coast Northeast for like their whole lives. Um, so it's funny you mention that. Cause that is something that like, I consciously kind of think about sometimes when I'm writing songs and I like to try to write like positive, optimistic, upbeat stuff. And that's, that's funny. You say that that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That I've been to San Diego. I loved it out there. I mean, I, I couldn't live in California. It's too expensive, but it was nice the whole oh, time yeah. we were there. Uh, the Pacific Ocean was really cold, though. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They told me, too, and I didn't realize that, like, I guess, like, lo local Californians and, and people around there that, that go in the ocean and, like, surf and, and do all, like, the wakeboarding and stuff, they have to wear, like, bodysuits, I guess, to go. Mm -hmm. Usually, like, to go in there, I guess, because it's that freezing cold compared to probably what we're used to like jersey shore and stuff oh yeah i'm at the gulf of mexico it's where it's like 80 90 degree oh. weather yeah. <laughs> you can't say anything yeah <laughs> we had um the, i talked to a lady yesterday her episode will be out um uh, emily dacarat before yours so i mean i always pre-record these so you'll hear it it'll be about a month or so and then i'll release it i'll let you know uh, but she's from california oh, cool. and we we got to talking about the the beach and stuff because she wakeboards and I was like, yeah, I went out there, me and my son. I was like, I got to step foot in the Pacific Ocean. I'm out here. I got ankle deep. It's like, uh, nope, to go for me. So I turned around. 100%. Yep. Right back inside. Uh, who yep. produces your songs? Uh, you know what? Good question. So that's, um, those are actually, the, the two songs that you heard were actually different different people um, and groups or, or whatever. The, uh, the most recent song, that, that song again, that one was actually a team that had, um, they reached out to me actually through Instagram and we're just trying to kind of get to visit. They're called the, uh, the online recording studio tours, T O R S. And they're, I think they're based out of London or, or somewhere in England actually, but they, uh, they're really cool. And I, I might do some stuff with them, um, in the future as well, but that, that was for the song again, they're a whole team of people. Um, and then the, uh, the first song, uh, comfort, that one was actually, they've done most of my songs actually identical twin brothers um who that i knew from high school they're actually a few years younger than i was they're called uh, their name's sean and dylan whirl the Whirl brothers and they actually um they produced my first ep that i i released back in late 2020 um mm -hmm. called breakthrough that has just like four songs and then they did uh comfort that you heard from there and uh yeah they're just they're really cool people really friendly great easy to work with and they definitely um they definitely like understand music so yeah. Yeah. And that's, I always like to give the shouts out to the people that help like the producers and the promoters and because they do a lot of, a oh, lot yeah. of work. 
it's, you know, and so I know some people can't tell me their names, like that's fine. I said, but if you can, and anybody that has helped you along the way and you want to give them shouts out, you're more than welcome to, I have no problem with Appreciate that. that. Yeah. That's because like, to your point too, like that's, these are people that I, you know, would pay um, money to, to do things that I can't do, like mm-hmm. to do, to do the work that I'm not able to do or to, you know, like I, I could do like some really, really like basic high level, maybe like kind of production of just like applying presets and plugins and stuff. But like, as far as the people who can do like, you know, like the EQ and compression and like vocal tuning and all these things, like, I don't, I don't, that's all that stuff's kind of beyond my, uh, my knowledge. So yeah, yeah it, it, I totally agree. Yeah, it's a lot goes into it. I know when we go to record, I'm usually done like in an hour with a song, uh, like as far as my part. And then now yeah. it's just the rest of the other three hours is sitting there watching them on the computer. Yeah, with the mixing and that, like I, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's it's so It'd funny, so, so cool to know. But I just could never really have the patience to. I did try to learn it one time. I, I bought a book called Home Recording for Dummies, and I was like, <laughs> this is like 10 years ago, and I was like, I really want to... I was just... I got frustrated, and it wasn't sounding the way I'd, I'd hoped, and that's why I was like, you know what? Let me just save some money, put the money aside, and, and just <laughs> pay some friends to, to help. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you can you can do it yourself. A lot of people do it. It saves you money, and but it does take yeah. a lot of time, and I think for me, I get so nitpicky. Like I'll go in, I edit this stuff out. So I usually will, I've gotten behind because of holidays and stuff, but I usually try to edit oh, yeah. like two or three ahead of time, but I'll sit down and I'll like, I'll cut out the empty spots and I'll cut out like the, uh, some of the other spots in there that just maybe didn't, didn't sound right. Or it didn't come through. Right. Cause uh, sometimes yeah. when we do zoom, you know, cause we started, it was the, <laughs> the internet was, was messing with you. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. So I have to edit stuff, that stuff out and make it sound as good as I can. And I'm so picky about that. I think if I were to do my own album, it would probably take me a year just to do the mixing and mastering just so I can have oh it gosh. perfect. I would, I think, no, yeah. I'll just send it off. I'm, I'm the exact same way. Yep. hundred percent. Now, um, there's some, I know you're in Pennsylvania, so there's a lady out there. I don't know if you know her or not, cause a, a big blue scene in, in Pennsylvania. Um, Miss mm. Freddie, have you ever heard of her? I haven't. Do you know? Do you know where in PA by any chance? Even if west uh, or east? I or think she's around north Pittsburgh. Or south. So where? Oh, okay, yeah. So, Pitt, Pittsburgh. Yeah, I guess it's, it's pretty west. Yeah. <laughs> she she <laughs> plays a lot out there, and like I said, I'm, I'm getting to know more and more Pennsylvania songwriters, but I haven't heard, had the scene. So how's the music scene in in Pennsylvania as far as like the open mics and stuff that you go to? Is there a lot of singer songwriters? Yeah, it, it's, it's really cool. Yeah, like the um. I actually, so I grew up um, about 45 minutes, an hour or so from where I, I live currently. And um, the music scene was just like, like for being a smaller area where I live, like I live maybe about an hour and a half north of Philly. Mm-hmm. That's like the closest sort of big city um, near where I'm at. And then Pittsburgh is like about five hours uh, west of where I'm at now. And so that, that's like the other, you know, Pittsburgh, Harrisburg and, and Philadelphia, are like probably the, the three big cities in Pennsylvania. Um, and then, you know, Scranton's a lot smaller than in Philly now, but, um, but where I'm, where I'm at now, um, there's like a, I'm just kind of impressed and shocked to see how many like little venues and bars and, um, and, uh, like cafes even that they have within, within like 30, 40, 40 minutes of me, um, where I, I live right now that 
had like really like kind of happened music so, like like those one place called the, they're actually called the v spot v because of uh it's like a v shape of where they're they're located they're just a bar uh right in scranton they actually do like this really really cool uh open mic every single tuesday where they have like an actual legit stage with like really well done like lights and like the the sound equipment they have is very like professional and they actually even film it every tuesday and live stream it on like their facebook page and like this is a really cool thing that these people have and they do here and they, they they focus like a lot of their this specific bar i'm mentioning a lot of their um business and their their efforts goes towards like music and having they have music like five days a week just like a band this week an artist this week they do karaoke these days they do like the, the open mics these days i'm like this is i was just kind of uh surprised that um you know in what most people would consider kind of like nowheresville Pennsylvania, like around me, that that they actually have some pretty cool things here. See, I like to hear that. I mean, because that's part of singer songwriters. I mean, that you you need the you need a community to support you. It's it's a lot to get in there and sing your own songs in front of people, and it's, it gets nerve wracking. Yeah. And I like to hear about the scenes because I mean, I'm 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 in Georgia. I know the Georgia scene. I know well the North Georgia scene, and I know a little bit of Nashville because Nashville is well, it's Nashville but there's so many other little smaller communities and I'd love to hear that. And actually that's why I do the eight versus eight singer songwriters, the Georgia series. I could probably do, I could spread, I could probably spread it out. Do 16 versus 16, you know, like the, the national wow. championship, college football championship. Let's make it bigger. Yeah. I don't, I don't have that kind of time. People I can <laughs> eight and eight takes me a month. It takes a month out of my life to do, to do that. And I always, wow play it for everyone actually when we do pennsylvania and we will get to you guys i promise because there's a, i'm meeting a lot of lately a lot more songwriters from there um cool. yeah. we'll get you we'll get you on that's awesome yeah it's um that's where it kind of humbles you too because i'm like this is like you just think of like you're in this one small spot in this one state in this country and you know in the world where there's however many countries and you just think like there's so many talented people around me in this one little area of this one state and like this i can't even imagine how much talent is just all throughout like all through, you forget even just all throughout pennsylvania but then you met like, georgia and after like just every state there's just people like me you know trying to to do music and, and writing and you know recording and playing and it's like it's it's just I, some people maybe look at that and think like oh it's competition or it's it's i don't know i, I see it as like it's um kind of inspiring how many talented people there are it's just it's kind of it's cool to think about yeah see and i like that you said the competition some people shy away from it and i'm like look it's not even with the georgia versus it's, it's a competition yes because it's got to have a winner and you got to have a loser i don't give everybody trophies it's just right. not what i do yeah but it's <laughs> not it's not even if you get knocked out of the first round, you still are going to get exposure. And that's what it's about. And it's about making connections right. with these people. And, you know, let's all get together, write a song. Let's, let's, let's see how we can get Georgia versus Alabama in a central location. Let's have some live music with everybody. And I know when I get farther out state, there's no way I'm going to be like, if I do Washington, I'm, there's no way Georgia versus Washington can happen in a physical location. It's just not going to happen. Oh yeah. You know, as I win the lottery and I can find a way to make tons and tons of money and eat the cost yeah. of, of flying everybody to one spot, but it's, it's competition is healthy because you're, yeah. you got to look at it like, okay, 
like me and you sitting here writing songs, we're playing, and you play your set, I play my set. It's going to be different. Doesn't matter who's better, who's worse. Oh, yeah. it's, it's different. We have different styles, but maybe by yeah. listening to yours or you're listening to mine, it will give you a an idea, and it helps you grow as a songwriter. Because I love co-writing yeah. and stuff like that. You ever co-write? It's been a while. Um, that's the one thing that, like, just being kind of isolated and just kind of doing my own thing. That I, I do miss um, in high school for sure, and even a little bit in college uh, with a couple friends who, who still hung out around here. Yeah, I, I do love just bouncing ideas off each other. Yeah, and if you ever want to co-write, I'd love to do it. I'm more than open to sitting down another Zoom call, and we'll just sit here and write a song together. Oh, that's I, awesome. I like to yeah. do that. And I think with songwriting, it's always fun because like I said, you bring a different, you bring, I call my music mutt music because it's such a mixture of everything, but you said the same <laughs> thing. Yours is a mixture. So let's, let's write a country yeah. rap rock song. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, it's, I bet there's even that, uh, that song a while back or not even a while back it was in the past, maybe five, six years called, um, was it just called cruise. I think it was Florida, Georgia line cruise. Yeah. And that was a really big song. They had the, the Nelly version which is like, you know, you're mixing country and sort of hip hop. And it's like, it's, I'm, I thought it worked, you know? <laughs> I, I tell you one rapper I would love to have in one of my songs is Pitbull. Oh, Pitbull. I just He's around that, a dude. bit too. <laughs> yeah. My mom likes him. <laughs> his, his voice and his style. I just love it. It's like, you know what? I want to have a beer with Pitbull. Let's let's write a song. I'm going to put it. He seems like I, a cool guy. He does. Yeah. Right. And I think his part and I, what pop songs normally do is they sing. And then the bridge is always the rap. So we'll put him in as a bridge always. And, and let yeah. him do that part. <laughs> yeah. There you, there you yes, ma'am. And Pitbull together. Come on, Pitbull. If you're listening, <laughs> come on down. Um, we got time for one more song. And then we'll do like a little 20 question kind of game at the end. Uh, Cause I know you're on your phone. So I don't want your phone to die on you. No, that sounds good. Yeah. That sounds perfect. Okay. Um, so pick a song. Oh, yeah. Good, good question. This is where it'd be it, it's kind of exciting to think about maybe a year from now, I'm hoping to have, you know, a good handful of, uh, I'm actually planning to release an EP later this year that will have, uh, five more songs that hopefully can kind of show the world. But um, as far as one of the songs that I could point to here, so maybe there's a song called uh, Look Away. Okay. That was actually one of the first songs that I had written. It was the first song on that first EP that I released back in late 2020. Um, it's the short, fun, lighthearted song. I think it's like two and a half minutes or something around that. But it's it's basically just a uh, kind of, it's a, it's a silly song of just... Uh, a guy who is fictional, so just a guy who broke up with his girlfriend and can't get over his girlfriend and is um, is kind of phrasing the the lyrics of the song as if he's the one who is like, who can't get over him. Um, so, you know, it's just one of those things. This guy's obviously stuck on this girl and clearly following her around, um, but kind of framing it as if like, hey, like, like leave me alone, basically. Uh, and that's that's really what this song's about. Okay. Well, let's listen to it. Look away. Yeah. Well, I don't want you to visit, and I don't want you to call. Look away. If I pass you in the hall, don't you look at me at all? Look away. Look away. That you knew 
got a jingle sound to it i'm trying to think it reminds me of something <laughs> i don't know it uh, I didn't copy it yeah <laughs> oh everybody's been copying it. yeah that's it was it wasn't intentional just know that <laughs> right and it's it's a it's a funny jingle i don't it's gonna drive me crazy you know but it's everybody fucked follows everybody you can't really write something new unfortunately anymore because everybody's put that chord progression together everybody put that melody together right there's... that's how i feel yeah it's like the chances of just so, like we said there's so many people in, on the planet on this planet so many people have tried to write songs and write you know and release songs and record over the past however many decades or centuries it's like the chances of your thing being totally 100 percent original just seems kind of like i, I don't know so I, I'm with you. I'm with you. No, I, when I was first learning guitar uh, years ago, I was sitting there playing and I got this little groove. I was like, Ooh, I'm playing. I sounded so good. Like I'm so proud of myself. It's like came up with this great little riff, this little melody. And then I realized that I, I think I've heard this before. And then sure enough, it was the dun, 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 dun. It was the little uh, cowboy theme that dun, 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 you know, hear my horse back. And it was something that you thought you had written. Is yes. I was like, crap. <laughs> well, I can't release it now. <laughs> Worst feeling, yeah. <laughs> but hey, I learned to play it. <laughs> Look on the break. <laughs> All right. So we got a about a 20 question kind of game. It's not really 20 questions, just a few questions. But uh, before we get into that, tell everybody good, yeah. where they can find you at, Trevor, all your social medias, websites, stuff like that. Oh yeah. Yep. So um the socials are definitely the best way. I have uh I tried to to line them align them so it's all the same 
on all the socials, but uh, I'm Trevor James Music on most of them. Um, <laughs> Instagram, Trevor James Music. Um, YouTube, it's just Trevor James Music. There's actually a few different Trevor Jameses who do music that I found. Um, mm-hmm. There's like at least two or three. One of them does like jazz. Another one does, uh, another one plays like the flute or something. So I'm the one who's not, who's not them. Um, but <laughs> Trevor James music. And then I think on like Facebook or one of them, it's like Trevor James official. Cause I think Trevor James music was already taken on one of them, but, but that's really the best way. If you type in Trevor James music, um, you should be able to find me. Okay. You should, you should reach out to all of them and have do like a, a song together. That would actually, that would be, I've never actually thought about even trying to just contact them. Um, have all the Trevor Jameses together, like a collab. <laughs> that would be. Fun. I bet they'd be up for it. Most of them would be like, "Yeah, that'd be cool." Because you get, you said you got the flute and you got another musician. Like, oh, that, that yeah, would be cool. Because yeah. see, my that name is it's, it's pretty similar. Like, my name is Jesse James. That's my middle name is James. So I have to go by my whole name, Jesse James Landers. There's so many Jesse oh, James out there. You got Jesse James Dupree. You know, you get the, I can tell somebody the old because I think of either the biker or the the cowboy. If they're young, yeah. oh, you're like the biker. <laughs> no, I was more for the, to the cowboy, but yeah. I already got a cowboy name. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny you mention that because my, uh, my name is actually Trevor Galise. I don't really, the reason I don't go by that is because it's, it's like kind of hard for people to spell and, and people think it's pronounced differently. So James is actually my middle name and that's why I just figured let me go by Trevor James and uh funny story because my I have a twin sister and her name is Jessica um but before my parents knew that it was going to be twins my dad because he was a fan of the like kind of the outlaws and the you know the old time like he actually was thinking about naming me Jesse James (laughs) which is really funny that you you mentioned Cause uh, then you found out the twins, like, you know what, I'll, I'll still keep James, but I'll instead make the Jesse into Jessica for the, for the girl, one boy, one girl. I was like, all right. So it's actually uh, that's small world. It's really funny. That is, I've, I've got boy and girl twins. The boy is Gibson. Gibson Wayne is his name. And then that's cool. the girl's name is Cheyenne Harmony. And so I like that. Very musical, very musical. It, oh yeah. <laughs> you can tell which Harmony was mine and Gibson was, was mine. Uh, my wife Diana picked the other ones, but we talked about before. You know, we didn't know if it would be boys or girl, boy, and girl. we didn't know, so we picked out other names. So Gibson Wayne was always going to be one of the names, but the if it was another boy, it was going to be Franklin James after you know Jesse and Frank James. Oh, and then cool, if, yeah. if we had a girl, it'd be two girls. The other would be Allison Monroe. I like that. That's yeah, that's good. I like that. So my daughter, she wants to be a wrestler now. She's that's going to be her wrestling name, Allison Monroe. Really? That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny. So that's, that's, yeah, small world. Yeah. My, my dad and Papa's name was, uh, my dad went by Kenneth, but both of their first name was Elmer. So I'm pretty sure I came close to being Elmer James. I'm thinking that they did not name me Elmer cause I would not go by Elmer. I just wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, everybody would just think Elmer Fudd. At least that's what I, <laughs> yep. That's all. That's all you think of. Elmer Fudd. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so I've had a good time, Trevor. We've talked about a lot and, and got to know you. Um, you know, I'm going to ask, cause oh, yeah. I always ask every guest, you know, we, we've learned a lot about you, but what's a, a hidden talent that we don't know about Trevor James? It's a good question. Um, well, I can, Hmm. I knew this was coming too, but I, I, I can't think of, um, you know how, when you're asked a question and like immediately your mind races with like 5,000 mm-hmm. things, 
Yep. And like your brain's trying to think like, okay, what's the one that maybe makes the most sense or one that's maybe the most relevant to the question. Um, this is, this is really silly, but if anybody knows that, that old video, it's, it's more of an arcade game called, um, dance dance revolution way way oh, back like, i remember yes. i mean like early 2000s you've seen that like people it was so popular for a short time um where people you go to like arcades and like the boardwalk or anything and you would just see these people it's got like the four arrows and it's actually like a like a metal pad that people mm-hmm. like you know you move your feet to the arrows as they go up on the on the screen yep. in sync with like the songs um me and my older brother used to play it and I, I ended up getting really good at it not not as good as my older brother he actually is in the um yeah, which is my hidden talent. He's actually in the, the Guinness Book of World Records for that that game. Wow. Um, okay. But yeah, but I shouldn't have mentioned it because it makes it sound less impressive for me. <laughs> my hidden talent that, is that I can play that game pretty well, but but the little caveat is not as not as well as my brother. <laughs> now, what what did he? How did he get the? What's the record? What is he that he did? Well, you know, it's it's in. I forget if it was 2006 or 2007. He he owns the book, um, of course, where his his name is listed. It's and it's a small little paragraph. It's not like he has a whole page or even a picture of himself, but it's a little paragraph that says his name, Jason Gullies. And um, I think that the exact record is like the highest score for like five songs uh, in a row for like this. (laughs) Yeah, it was. I remember when he did it, and I think I was in middle school or high school a long time ago, but. It's like one of those things my dad was joking, half jokingly said. He's like, I've never been so proud and so ashamed at the same time. Just being in the world records is cool, but like for a video games, like, uh, you know. Oh, yeah. See, mom, you thought video games wouldn't take me anywhere. It got me in the Guinness Book of World Records. That's pretty cool. See, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that, that'd be hard to, to, to beat in anything. Like, oh, I can cook. Oh, yeah, I was in the world. I was in Guinness. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> you win. It's one of those. Yeah, it's one of those like conversation enders. <laughs> if you wasn't uh, playing music, what do you think you'd be doing? Oh, it's a good question. Um, my first love growing up was was actually sports. Um, I love specifically fo- like American football. I love. I played in high school, and then I still actually play with my younger brother in like little uh, leagues they have around here. Um, mostly like flag football, which I kind of frowned upon at first, and I'm like, you know what? There's some. There's actually some good. There's some like you know, like physical contact, like flag football leagues. It's like, oh, there's good talent here. Um, I don't want to say that if I was doing music, I'd, I'd be playing football. To, I can't say professionally. There's no way. <laughs> but I would, uh, I don't know. I would love to do something maybe with, with sports in some capacity if I wasn't doing music. Okay. Um, if they were to do a story of your life, who would play you in, in that movie? <laughs> Oh, that's a really good question. Um, well, what's funny is, so my mom's from the Philippines, so like I'm half Filipino. My dad, my grandpa's on my, my dad's side from like Ireland. And so it's kind of like a half Irish, half Filipino sort of, sort of breakdown. Mm-hmm. Um, but growing up, some people would think that I was like Chinese. Uh, I used to even look a little more Asian growing up, like my eyes, a little bit in the eyes. And uh, I remember in middle school, one of, the, one of my classmates who who's now like, one of them is not my best friend. He used to half jokingly call me like Jackie Chan because <laughs> like, like the hair I grew at the time too. It's like the hairstyle a little bit too. I don't want to say that Jackie Chan would play me because I don't think anyone today would be able to see that resemblance. But it just that's the first thing that came to mind was that that moment in the middle school where I was getting called Jackie Chan. I love Jackie Chan. <laughs> Same. 
<laughs> he, I know he doesn't do them anymore because he got too old, but he always did his stunts, and I would watch his movies just to watch the end and watch how he did this, did the stunts and how many oh, times like he missed out, like, yeah, yeah, they showed like some bloopers, and yeah, I, he's he's really fun to watch because there's always one where he gets hurt. He's like his own jackass star. He's just going to get hurt. Yeah. <laughs> if um. Because you write, you're singing, you're right. But if somebody else could sing your songs, Trevor, who would you who would you like for them to sing your songs? Um, I think, uh, you know, it's kind of too bad I mentioned them before, but I think uh, someone like Justin Bieber, I think he has a really good. Like I, I tend to be more recently been writing more pop focused songs, like like contemporary type pop stuff, and I think he he obviously has like a really good pop voice. Um, I think it'd be really cool to have Justin Bieber sing, sing some of my songs. <laughs> okay. Um, what would be three things on your bucket list? I would love to play. Um, so, you know, some people kind of shoot for like the, the, the really like the, the craziest, like oh, I want to play as far as musicians, like artists, I want to play like Wembley stadium or like these big arenas or something. Mm -hmm. And uh, it would be really, really cool. But for me, um, I even try to, to shoot, a little more realistic but still like a really kind of lofty goal compared to where i'm at now and i would love to play as far as one of the things on my bucket list would play play at this uh venue that's kind of local to me called uh wind creek okay. it's um it's actually like a casino but they have like an entertainment center as part of their their venue and they um they've had some some like pretty like pretty major artists over the years play there like uh like demi lovato had played there at some point in the past when she was more popular and some other artists so that that to me would be something that i would love to look back on and say that was if i that on my bucket list if i could play that venue i would say like i i made it as far as music um as far as a couple other items i would actually really want to go to um i want to visit greece sometime um i've just seen you know, cool, sounds kind of basic, but like really cool pictures and, and videos of like places in Greece that I'm like, wow, that's, that just seems like a really um, cool place to go and, and visit and maybe spend a week kind of exploring. Um, and then as far as the third thing, um, it would be, be really cool to go scuba diving one day. I think okay. that'd be something I'd like to do. Yeah. I don't think I've, I've never been scuba diving. Uh, I know I've never been, to, I've never been to Greece. I mean, that's, that's a, that's a good, good little area to do. And it's funny. Yeah. Everybody says like, when you mentioned like the lofty goals and like yours is a bit more centralized. I think that's how you, you should approach things. I mean, everybody wants to be, Oh, I'm gonna play, I'm gonna play the rhyme and I'm gonna play, I'm gonna play, yeah. Red Rock, you know, and that's, that's great to have, but I always thought like when I'm putting together, I started writing years ago, I was like, okay, well, my first goal is I want to write a song and get it recorded. I want to take it to a studio, record it. Great. Did that now. Okay. Now I want to get an album. Okay. Did an album, you know, steps that I, I lead to. Yeah. And yeah, maybe it slows you down. Maybe if you look, look at the front, you're sprinting to it and you get it. But I mean, I, I look at, I've never been one that wanted to be the main star. That's just not what I, I always want to do. I'm just, I like the songwriting mm -hmm. stuff. I stay in the background. I play. If it gets hit, gets hit, great, that's fine. But I, that's not what I do it for. I do it because I love the music and I just want to play. So it was yeah. always mine was like the the end goal to me was always like to get. I'd like to have a duet with um, 
like a famous like a famous person you know just do, do that be cool. oh. so like uh, like it's somebody oh, that's that's a good the, one i like that and yeah. as for the podcast i've been trying to get dolly parton on the show so we're gonna hashtag oh, dolly until awesome. she comes on the show <laughs> that would be really really cool <laughs> or, or i get a letter from her lawyers to cease and desist <laughs> <laughs> whichever one comes first <laughs> All right. Um, I got one more question for you. What's the okay. uh, best advice you ever got? Um, you know what? It's actually, uh, at least, you know, this might change, uh, you know, maybe a couple of years ago, it'd be something different, but I heard something earlier this year um, about, it, it sounds really kind of basic and, and typical, but about staying true to yourself. And I think there was something in that, that um, actually it's crazy. Did I forget where I heard, where I heard it from or who I heard it from, but to elaborate a little more about it, it was in the context of like, of being an artist and a musician and trying to, to sort of make it and, and become more successful and really not, not being fake or not like, you know, trying to kind of blend in and pretend that you're someone that you're not. And so basically the advice was more specifically to, and staying true to yourself, really find what is, that unique thing about you because everybody everybody's got something unique about them everybody you know find what that almost that weird thing is about you like everybody has something and kind of lean into that um you know because you're staying true to yourself but you're still you are um you're still standing out because you're you're leaning into that thing that makes you unique while you know being true to yourself you're not like trying to to just emulate these other artists or these other people that you see who have done it their way and just trying to kind of copy that, which I think is an element of like, you should, you should copy certain things, but as far as like who you are, who your style, you know, your style, things like that, just, just find that thing about you, that kind of niche thing about you and lean into that. And that's, I don't know, it's something about that really stuck with me. I really liked it. Yeah. That's, that's good advice. You should always be a lot of times people, it's come up before, it's like, especially like younger songwriters. You're trying to find your spot in in a big field, you know, and you're trying to that spot where yeah. you're where you stick out. And people listen to you, and so the first thing you want to do is you start you start naturally comparing yourself to other songwriters. Oh yeah, <laughs> and yep. and and this is where it gets dangerous, I think, for for songwriters. And I, I I was I was bad about it when I was younger too. It's the same thing. It it, it stages. But you start listening, oh, I can do better than that, or I can do, or they're better than me. You know, you start comparing apples to oranges or bananas and it it doesn't work. You just, like you said, you got to stay true to yourself. You got to find what works for you and you got to build that. And then once you get that built, now here comes the next step. And this is probably the hardest step I think to do is you got to start expanding what you're comfortable with, because if you stay in your comfort zone, that's all you're going to be. Is right there in your little comfort zone and you'll, you'll yeah. get, you know, friends and a couple of fans and families and, and that's great. But now you want to grow as an artist or a songwriter, whatever you're wanting to be. So to take it, it's not like you're, you're going from uh, a singer songwriter to now you're going to start writing hardcore rap. It's not that, I mean, you're not taking that big of right. a different change, but you're adding different dimensions. You start listening to other musicians, you start listening to other songs like, Oh, they did something really cool there. Let me try my version of it. Yeah, yeah, and th- and that takes you. And then the third thing I always think is you got to be kind, you got to be humble, because oh, if yeah. you, you've seen it, and I've seen it. Too. One of these people that like that what drives me crazy is like when you go to open mics, 
and they play and leave. People, you're there. You want somebody to hear you, but you're not. You're not willing to stay and hear someone else. Why? I mean, if you're oh, far yeah. away, I get yeah. it. I understand <laughs> you. You get it. You know, if you leave, if you live three hours away, you got to get home. That's completely different. Right. You know, you drive three hours. I go to Nashville's three hours from here. I'll listen to as long as I can. It's okay, I got to leave. I got a three hour drive. I can't be driving at three o'clock in the morning and get up and go to work. So I will like I'll stay for as long as I can. If I'm going to a local one, I stay to the end because unless I got to get up at like three o'clock in the morning or something, then yeah. I want to, I want to stay and listen. I just think one is respectful because you know, it, that I know when you're first starting off and you're playing and people leave, <laughs> you're like, Oh my God, they're leaving because of me. Oh, probably right. that could really like <laughs> devastate you in a way. Yeah. <laughs> probably. They're not probably leaving because of you, they're just leaving period. But I mean, you start thinking I've right. done it. I've been playing in a bar and I always think it's funny, you know, I'll, I'll call them. Hey, you leaving? I just got started. You haven't even bought me a beer yet. Where are you going? You know, it's just, a funny just to yeah, enjoy, yeah. and enjoy it. Enjoy the ride because that's what it is. It's a yeah. ride. It's fun. Totally. Totally agree. Support people the way you want to be supported, you know, like lift mm-hmm. people up the way you want to be lifted up. I think it's just, so, it's, it's so true. Yep. And that's what I'll, and that kind of go way to, to end the segment here is that's what I always ask of the guests. I ask two things. One is of course, always share uh, the Georgia songbirds everywhere you can to let people know, go to the Facebook, Instagram website, like, and follow. That's, that's always a given. But two is if you know of any other singer, songwriters, artists, bands, whatever that would, that we need to hear, uh, you can either send me a list and I'll reach out to them or have them reach out to me and we'll get them in and I'll do just what we did today. We'll have a conversation. We'll talk. Um, now there's also the album reviews, EP review stuff. If you ever want to do that, you're welcome to come back. What I do with that, it's not typical. I'm not going to critique anything. It's basically you telling me the story. We listen to the music. That's all it is. Very cool. I like and, that. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, it's my opinion. I tell people all the time, what does my opinion mean to you? It doesn't mean anything. It's just in my opinion. Maybe I like it. Maybe I don't. <laughs> but I have, yeah. I, I'm, you know, I'm, I have different styles. I have different likes and interests. You can come on here and play hardcore rap with, with reggae mixed into it, you know. I might like it. I might yeah. not, but it doesn't matter. It's yeah. not, it's not my story to tell it. Sure. So tell me the story. Let's listen to it. Listen to the right. songs and let whoever hears it make their own opinion. Yeah. So totally thank agree. you. Thank you, Trevor, for coming on. I'm glad we had a little bit of mixing getting in. And like I said, we had stuff come up. Yeah. So thank you. Oh for- yeah. Yeah. I'm glad we, yep. I'm glad we ended up getting it uh, sorted out there. Now this has been, this has been really, really fun. Um, really cool. Like I said, I appreciate just the chance and the opportunity and, you know, any, any amount of exposure, but this has just been really like, I genuinely enjoyed this and, you know, you seem like a really, really cool down to earth, genuinely like, like awesome guy. So I just, just I'd love to do this again sometime. Definitely appreciate it. Absolutely. You're welcome. Anytime I tell everybody that, you know, if you want to come back and I've had a few people come back, I mean, because things change your, your whole career, something may change in your career. You're doing something new. You want to promote right. it. That's fine. Come yeah. on down. Cause I, my memory's horrible. I'm probably going to forget half of what we talk about. And I ask you the same thing. Again. <laughs> <laughs> cool. With me. Cool. With me. Now, uh, <laughs> might even have different answers. Yeah. yeah. Right. Cause you, cause I'm old. I forget. So you ask me a question. Oh yeah, I did this way. <laughs> and then I forget. No, I did this. How did I do it? Yeah. Remember, if you want to do the presence of the United States, do you want to hear the song? Lump? I'll let you hear it if you don't know what it is. I, I do know it. I do know okay. it. It's funny you said that because as you mentioned it earlier, I actually Googled it and I have it pulled up here um, to play as soon as I get off here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so, yeah. so you do that. Yep. 
you do it your way. Uh, there's no time limit. Just let, let me know when you post it, tag me or send me a video and I'll, t- I'll put it on TikTok and do all that stuff and I'll tag them. Right. Uh, cause it's fun. So I'm gonna let you listen to the one we did the Paula Abdul stuff off the air, uh, cause oh, yeah. I'll let you hear how we, our style, but you do however you want to. And I, I don't think I'll do lump. I'm sometimes I'll try to do the same songs I give the guest. I don't think I'm going to try that one. <laughs> I'm honestly, okay. I don't know how I can do that one <laughs> because I, it's country. You got a pop voice and, and nicer than mine. Mine's already like rock. Like, how do I take a rock song and make it Southern rock? Would it sound right? Oh, that would be interesting. Actually, yeah. <laughs> right. It's like when they did the, like when they did the Eagles, you know, they all the country artists did the Eagle tri- uh, tribute album and they had like Travis Tritt and uh, who else Brooks and Dunn. And it was really good. Oh, and then the, the studios uh, or the record companies and their infinite wisdom decided, well, let's do a country version of ZZ Top. That one did not turn out so good. <laughs> <laughs> that was a hard one to turn into country. <laughs> Yeah, I could, but, I could see it. Yeah, I could see it. But uh, before uh, we get into that, I'm going to go ahead and let them, uh, everybody, this is Georgia Songbirds, and this is Trevor James. Trevor, tell them one more time where they can find you, brother. Uh, Trevor James Music on Instagram and YouTube, and then Trevor James Official for, for anybody that cares to, to look me up on Facebook. That's the, the way to find me. Everybody, that's Georgia Songbirds and Trevor James.